0: So we can, for example, use plastics which are produced from fossil-free raw material, mm-hmm. which will lower the carbon footprint up to 70% for the material used in the project. 70%?! percent seven
1: zero. 0 Carbon footprint
0: reduction! Yeah.
1: Welcome to The Urbanista, where we discuss the water management challenges of Nordic cities. From safe drinking water distribution and stormwater collection, to building sustainable urban living environments. Here is your host, Delphine Vassalo. Hey, welcome back to The Urbanista. This is a video series where we discuss the challenges in water management in cities. And today I'm your host, Delphine Vassalo, and we are at the World Water Congress in Copenhagen, Denmark. There has been a lot of discussion around here in these three, four days that we have been here around how do we take care of the most precious element that we have in our Earth? Water. How do we really get the best use of it? And of course, there's many, many people involved here from manufacturers, water utilities, government entities, NGOs, and one of the main one of the main lessons that we are getting out of this event is we need to talk more with each other we need to communicate education education between all the parties education well finally also to our uh, ultimate customers the people who is paying for yeah the service that we all are providing so today We are going to deep dive into one of the key hot topics that is is going around here in this Congress, which is stormwater. And for that, I have have the experts, of course. So who
0: are you and what do you do? Uh, Well, uh, my name is uh, Richard Granat, and uh, I'm a solution manager for stormwater within Yukonor Infra, stormwater management.
2: Yeah, I'm Sean and I'm working as a stormwater sales specialist in the Swedish market
1: there you go so we have uh, there's been a lot of conversation about well climate change is increasing the amount of water falling from the sky what means the current infrastructure that is in our nordic cities well many times is not managing the volume that is coming down no. why well either our cities are becoming old we need to do a better job on renovating and second well the economy progresses and we keep building new things. How do we get those things? I mean, how do we build new things in that are future proof, hopefully, and are sustainable, which is the other topic that we will, we will touch today. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, those are the main challenges. But Ricard, what are the challenges that you are seeing from the perspective of the customers that you are, that you are helping?
0: Yeah, no, but starting with the rain intensity, mm-hmm. we can see more extreme events. So you have more rain in uh, shorter periods, but you also have longer periods between the rain. So it can actually create challenges both with a lot of water at the same time, but also droughts uh, in in between, so to speak. Okay. And then you, you mentioned the capacity of the system because we are building the city on, on top of let's say an old uh, network more or less. Uh, and uh, yes. so the capacity challenges, uh, expanding the city is also one. And um, when you have the rain, uh, rain events, uh, it will wash the city from clean from let's say pollution that comes from traffic, from building materials and uh, other business around. Mm-hmm. So it will take that with the storm water and uh, take it down to the recipient, and it may then cause, if you don't solve it, uh, 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 lowering the status in the recipients.
1: One thing is the amount, the volume of water that mm. comes, of course, together with all the well, all the things that are in the streets, deepness I mean, everything that is on the streets ends up well down, down there yeah. and the but that needs to be filtered of course
0: yeah yeah so, so there are solutions for that but also i mean one challenge uh, I, I guess is also the place to build these solutions because you have the city and it, it could require also some uh, bi- big uh, let's say facilities to do this so, so also the place t- that it's to have a compact solution is also important so is
1: that one of the one of the many challenges that yeah. we are seeing the, the space available our yeah. cities maybe a bit crowded yeah. i guess mainly in all town or all city centers but will be like well many many centuries ago perhaps
0: yeah
1: is that one so how do we yes. handle to squeeze literally squeeze our solutions inside there
0: yeah, yeah but we have uh, we have solutions okay for yes. that of course and uh, what do you say, Sean? The, the compact solutions, for example, is it treatment then?
2: Yep. Yeah, treatment can be an actual example as well, and uh, if we can point out in the map here. Yeah, they the will city, have a nice example, design and, here. Uh, <laughs> of course, we need to protect the recipient that can, can be a lake or a pond or mm-hmm. a, or the sea or whatever, and uh, then we need to go upstream and uh, select some good solutions for the, those projects, like uh, rain gardens for example to, to have the cleaning of the treatment of the r- stormwater we have a components mm-hmm. as uh, retention tanks uh, that if you have a big area we run off uh, volumes of water and we can collect it in there and regulate the speed out to the recipient for example mm-hmm. and we have uh, many kind of stuff like uh, stormwater chambers in that systems uh, to build up but basically it's a the end of pipe solutions like vaults, that we, we can have a good cleaning result of the heavy metals and phosphorus and that kind of stuff. And uh, that's really important because uh, this is actually the future for our children and the next coming generations as well, yeah, that we exactly. have uh, they clean, wa- clean water in the in the lakes. And so you, you, mentioned,
1: you mentioned retention, I believe yeah, they start on, on that corner because yeah, again, increased volume, more frequency perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I believe there's some regulation. Of course, we capture the water there. Yeah. Cleaning, that, that's a separate topic. Yeah. We capture the water there, but in order to retain, well, to hold on the water and to send it back. Send so it downstream. So, I mean, there's two, There's a technical aspect, I believe, yeah. and a regulatory aspect as yeah. well. Can we just collect and just let open the flow and then get everything? Yes. How How is ah. that? But usually
2: the city has some uh, regulations how much, how many liters per second we have can let out to the river or to the the pipe system so mm-hmm. we don't get floods upstreams and therefore the retention tanks is really important because it's a, a much cheaper version to save the city from floods where we can make a retention of it Mm -hmm. and uh, keep no floodings and instead of changing all the pipes to bigger dimensions to handle the city area, for example. Right. So
1: anyway, we have already an installed base of certain pipes, whatever, many years ago. They are there. Yeah. We don't necessarily may want to change them. I mean, open the streets and, well, they may make that huge investment. But maybe is the retention tank there potential Mm. solution that it captures and it ifies yeah. yeah. or is yeah. based actually. on the capacity, the, yeah. the capacity yeah. that is actually there that we are not going to change, yes. we
0: sure. cannot change. Yes. Uh, so that, that's one way to do it, of course, to use, let's say, buffer volumes in the old, old systems to renovate them or to increase the capacity, but also normally uh, a, lo- a lot of these solutions are put in place when you are building new areas of the city or densifying or changing something where anyway, let's say, also have the installation capacity in place and uh, you are building something. So so, so I guess uh, in practice you would do it mostly when uh, when you are building something new, let's yeah. say. Or changing mm-hmm. a detailed plan in the city or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: because a typical city was uh, created a couple of hundred years ago and mm-hmm. of course they were closest to the lake and everything. And of course all the malls and industry are, are, uh, well, yeah, are and very far yes, upstream yes. in this. So. And they are usually connected downstreams with the smaller dimension systems. There no. you go, because in this, well, this hypothetical nice example, we have actually
1: the the place where to dispose the water because it's nearby, whether lake or sea. Yeah. But in the example that you put, that is like way inland, yeah. that actually the the height or the altitude of the different. Yeah. So, how do we manage to to get it pumps, right. or how do we that to go over the hill that's that's an yeah.
0: extra complication. But, uh, it's it's mostly gravity systems you could mm-hmm. use pumps but uh, more, more or less you, you would like to use gravity systems and therefore it's uh, I mean you need compact solutions that mm-hmm. doesn't build okay. or go too deep in the ground when you build them and so on so we, so we have a design department who helps with that to see that it can be fit also in in the let's say the current situation of mm-hmm. the project so you can manage the water flow and and the size uh, of the facility and so on. So, so, there's a lot of possibilities to adjust to the project, actually.
1: So, what I'm making a case, most of the times when we have a renovation project is um, compact solutions, because it's already in some place that, well, highly likely there's yeah. no space to, to available, and that, so that is one. And for the places where we do have, well, more, more, or it's a brand new area, shopping center. I mean, whatever residential area. So we have kind of different type of solution, not necessarily compact. Or how do you tackle those new? You have plenty of land, plenty of yeah,
0: yeah exactly. exactly. No, but we have in this uh, picture, and for example, uh, I mean, you would like to build ponds also and green areas, uh, structure soils, sands, wales, and so on. And and we can provide also uh, components for that. So for example, in this case, if you have a pond, you can see that uh, 50% of the total cost of life is Mm -hmm. dependent on maintenance of the pond. So you uh, empty it from sludge and so Mm -hmm. on. But with smart components also upstream of the pond to collect sediments where it's easy to go by with a car and empty. So you can reduce, let's say, the total cost of of that kind of uh, facility as well.
1: That is actually a very good point because we have been listening around during mm-hmm. these days. Money is always a problem, right? Uh-huh. Money, well, yes, that's, that's the thing. Whether it's uh, the private investor that is building some uh, private facility, but for the most part, the municipality, the local government, uh, actually they are in a very tough position. So where do we allocate the money? Public services, hospitals, whatever, or to renovate or build, well, or renovate the current uh, water infrastructure. Oh. Um, the discussion that I have here here goes around the cost of installation. We have to make it cheaper, more efficient. Fine, we have solutions for that. All good. But what I'm missing here is exactly what you mm-hmm. when you mention. It's not just the installation cost, but the total cost of ownership, like running, running the business no. for the foreseeable, like. 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So, with your with the project that you are handling, is is that a part of the discussion? Just the installation cost? or how do you help your your project to your clients to to at least take a look at that?
2: Mm-hmm. But but I, when I meet city planners and uh, and uh, those folks out in Sweden, and aware that of course the cost is an issue, but uh, yeah. but in the end, it's the environment we need to save, and uh, that they find money for that uh, because uh, that's the most important we have so but the discussion is money issue mm-hmm. as, actually and we have problems there uh, we, we need to create a, a, awareness uh, for the future and uh, uh, make a discussion topic of it mm-hmm. so people understand this more Mm-hmm. Of course, we have solutions for everything. We can invent new solutions as well. But uh, of course, we need to have a market out there. But uh, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, I feel it's uh, my responsibility to work with the Swedish uh, customers mm-hmm. and uh, try, to, uh, try to create that demand out there with the end result of saving the environment. Yeah, to, to mm-hmm.
1: create that, that uh, awareness that, well, this is, this is a new way Or this. There are many ways to, yeah. to do this. You touched, yeah, the environmental topic. That has been also one of the hot topics going around these days, sustainability. Okay, what do we understand by making a stormwater solution sustainable, like in maybe very different aspects?
0: Yeah, but, but I guess, uh, I mean, the function itself of this uh, stormwater solution is, I guess, working in a sustainable way because we are treating the pollution and we are handling also issues like flooding and so on. But but also the material we are using to build uh, the facilities is uh, possible to do something with. And actually, w- when you do uh, uh, a calculation of environmental impact on, in an insta- installation, the materials are quite mm-hmm. heavy in that calculation. Mm-hmm. So we can, for example, uh, use plastics which are produced from fossil-free uh, mm-hmm. uh, raw material which will lower the carbon footprint with uh, up to 70% for the material used in the project. So that's one example what you can
1: do. 70% Uh? carbon footprint reduction. And this, because ultimately it's plastic, it has the same properties.
0: It has the same properties, but it's the raw material that is the key. So it's uh, actually then oil, you can say, or carbon hydrogens from non-fossil. Raw materials that we can Bra- use, yeah, like materials, yeah, okay. like from the forest, for example. Yeah.
1: Okay, that is one very important aspect, as you said, for the for the for the cost aspect. Yeah. So the materials kind of wait a lot there. Okay, there you go. You may still want to invest, but once we are going to do it, once we are going to do a sustainable, uh, um, substantial investment, well, let's do it sustainable. Yeah. Let's do it in a sustainable way. Okay, that's but. Where, where can uh, a planner for example see that okay is this material really sustainable or how is there how can they compare based on which data which standard or certification or how do yeah. they know that one product is sustainable and the other one may not be as sustainable as
0: you want to say something but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you are uh, looking for the EPDs uh, that's uh, let's say the declaration where you show and say the environmental impact from not only the product actually, or the material, but also the production chain. uh, Mm -hmm. What energies are used in the production chain, how you transport it uh, uh, from raw material to production out to the site. And actually you could also calculate uh, installation and lifetime so okay. we are using these epds and we are let's say in the earlier stage we are showing the the production and the transport to the installation and then uh, you can compare different products with each other and its carbon footprint is the let's say most normal to compare but uh, there's also other let's say environmental impact uh, uh, let's say indicators mm-hmm. in these EPDs. So but but normally when we talk to customers it's it's carbon footprint that you focus well, on. It's the key uh,
1: thing that yeah. at least for now, but that because I understand that in the environmental product declaration there may be many other parameters. Yeah. But at the moment that's that has been the focus or the interest of, of, yeah. of the planners, I believe. Okay that, that is one way the materials, the materials that I use to produce the actual well pipe or tank or whatever we are, we, are, we are going to put there, and uh, making it sustainable and in long time. The way you are operating it, mm-hmm. the way you are running it, is there a sustainability aspect yeah, there?
0: Maybe it's a different interpretation of the word sustainability. But you can, uh, Sean, for example, with this harvesting or reuse cases, that's, I mean, uh, why not see stormwater as a resource and uh, be able to use it? Yes, of course,
2: uh, many times for uh, watering areas uh, like mm-hmm. flowers and uh, bushes and that kind Re- green areas we use drinking water actually, and I think that's a waste of a natural resource that we are really important for humanity, of course and of course we can uh, collect uh, storm water in tanks and use that water instead. Mm-hmm as uh, watering in green areas, uh, maybe flushing the toilet and uh, so on, where we can use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are coming more and more questions about it, actually. And uh, that's a really interesting aspect because automatically they put drinking water in the systems uh, in parks and uh, areas like that or soccer fields or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can make a 50 cubic uh, Water tank with the storm water, then we can install pumps in it and use that for watering the areas instead. And then we save save the drinking water.
1: Well, there you go. So the drinking water goes to the well to the purpose, the main purpose that is intended to be for human consumption. That's it. Yeah. And then what you are explaining here is, of course, recycling, reusing the water that we collect from from rain, from other sources mm-hmm. for for uses or applications that are not human consumption. Of course. Uh, gardens, irrigation, I don't know what else you mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean in the agriculture, does that will yeah, fit will or,
0: agriculture or agricultural? So I mean uh, there are different aspects of security as well, of course when reusing something that could have collected some pollution also on the way, so you have to then maybe consider what you are reusing it for, is it uh, to, to water green areas should be okay. Is mm-hmm. it to water where you grow some food? Maybe okay, you need okay, to do yes, s- yes something else. Yes. Let's say so. There are, uh, or would you take it also inside the house so you have security, so you don't connect it to the drinking water systems and stuff like that? So there are, of course, aspects of reusing, but there are also simple way to reuse, and uh, uh, we use a lot of water to for green areas only. So I or guess if, that is, let's say, the lowest hanging fruit of the. Or reuse. If we are
1: talking about facilities whether it's, it's like home I and mean, habitational or or commercial that yeah. for some the toilets that are in these yeah. facilities yeah. those are the ones that use the yeah. the, the, the storm yeah. water yeah. and then besides the sink which well we may drink yeah. from there yeah. that comes from yeah. but that does that mean that we need to build separate in
0: uh, pipes that income yeah. that the, the water that is incoming to those buildings so we so need for, uh, need that and maybe that's not tradition today maybe to build it but but that would be Two separate systems, then two separate uh, pipelines into the house. One with the normal drinking water, we, which we have today, and one with, uh, let's say, the grey water or the technical water, as it's also called. So, so it, it, I mean, other parts also of the society and the building industry, of course, needs to adapt at the same time. It's not just to install the mm-hmm. the tank. Uh, you need other equipment as well. But but I mean, it's a possibility, and we think, we see that the interest is is growing because it's it is a resource and uh, with the droughts also we have had uh, the latest summers mm-hmm. you can really see that okay we think it's a problem that it rains too much but it's also uh, at the same time a problem that it rains too little at some period of the year when you get lemons make
1: lemonade <laughs> or is it that if it is if the problem is that there is, there is an increased rainwater mm-hmm. the volume well Let's make not that not a problem. Let's get yeah. a solution Choose out of it. that increased yeah. uh, rainfall. And that maybe that's what you mean to so, like using it for many other applications, non-human consumption.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that something that is like in the conversation or it, uh, do you have a project that that
0: has happened already
1: or is just the conversation? No, still? But, uh,
0: it's still uh, a few projects. Uh, they, they have been also in size, let's uh, say one house with, let's say, a multi-family house mm-hmm. that they use, uh, they, they collect the rainwater, they also use uh, solar energy to produce uh, uh, a gas to, to use in power cells also, so they, from the uh, solar energy they use is hydrogen gas and, uh, uh-huh. and they can use power cells. and so, so they could more or less connect themselves out from the grid, but I mean, so those are specific, uh, maybe on, on, on the edge projects, but still, uh, it is coming. We have as chance at the uh, football fields where you use mm-hmm. a lot of water, even if it's plastic grass, you, you use a lot of water to spray on. Yeah, uh, yeah to irrigate uh, the actual uh, That's beach. also one application we have seen uh, and sold tanks too. So they water, they collect the, the water again back to the tank and at the same time, they can refill it with rainwater. So that's one also smart system too circular Circular, circularly
1: coming well yeah that's that's another buzzword going around there (laughs) circular economy, but this is a good example of actually you can see there how this this circularity comes there right so um there are many challenges that you have been that you have been addressing what do you think is like the most pressing one the one that we or i mean we as an industry Mm -hmm. manufacturers water utilities uh, governmental entities. So, h- how do you see guys? Because you are there in the ground. I mean, sometimes like feeling the same pain that the planners, that the installers. Why do you think that is the number one challenge that we need to focus as as an industry?
0: Wow. That's what well, well, <laughs> do we well, I don't it's one, but I mean, awesome. where
1: do we start? Is it? I mean, yes. there's many conversations around here about sustainability, sustainability mm. here and there. But okay, we are we are putting our our small brain to
0: collaborate. But but because the question is uh, that big, actually, I I feel that uh, sometimes maybe the industry or the society we're w- waiting for the perfect solution that will solve everything uh-huh. at one time maybe. But if you instead then think that okay. We want to try this, uh, let's try this uh, here, let's make a pilot, let's learn from that. Let's start to do something in small... Sm- How do you eat an elephant? Uh, you normally you chop it, you. In pieces. <laughs> Shop it in pieces. <laughs> yeah, well. and, uh, and do those uh, smaller projects and, and learn from that. And, uh, and hopefully also together with, uh, let's say, uh, we have a cooperation with research, and uh, industry and society, I mean uh, city and utility together so so hopefully we could even increase the cooperation even more research mm-hmm. oh
1: there you go i mean that's yet another stakeholder in in the mix the academia mm-hmm. are, are we collaborating with any uh, academic institution or, or is there any any thought about that
0: yeah but we are in uh, in a few projects uh, like that we are also, becoming a member of Drisel, which is a competent center for stormwater research. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, the decision for the next coming five years will be in few weeks. Then, and uh, if if it's positive, which we think, mm-hmm. uh, then we will also have our own PhD uh, researching around stormwater solutions and the criterias for the customers. Why do they choose all these challenges? Mm-hmm. I mean. We have different challenges in every project, so how do you choose the best solution in in each project? That kind of research we could I guess help with uh, and learn uh, the criteria for for, uh, decision more or less.
1: But I guess the intention of where we are going with this is scientific based research done by academia. We have all this we have found all this set of insights Mm. and then well how do we go pushing towards the regulatory entities, like the adoption of those findings. I guess that may be the, the next step. Yeah, Easier said than done, I guess. But,
0: <laughs> no, no, but I mean, uh, you would do that as uh, the research of the projects going on. You will also create reports and you will have these events. Uh, maybe you have a new interview with us in uh, one year's time, that yes? we tell you of the results.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, actually, not in one year, because as, as we were mentioning at the beginning, this is an ongoing uh, uh, um, situation and that we all in the industry we all need to put our our uh, from our side, and the, that is an ongoing topic. And that's actually the the purpose of sharing mm-hmm. your thoughts on sharing. Now we were also going to invite more people. From actually two days ago, we have the, the CEO of one of the largest water utilities in in, uh, in Denmark. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we are trying to do uh, to listen from all the. Actors in this, in, in this theater, and yeah, to really educate each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, what do we have to offer to each other? So that is the main, one of the main purpose that we are uh, trying to achieve with this well, short videos, but mm-hmm. education and communication. So that is, that is the one thing. One last thought, mm, guys, that yeah. you may have to, yes, I have even wanna, detail, yes, uh, yes, yeah, one
2: thing to speed up this thing with. Um, so, Stormwater treatment and that in the Swedish the Nordic countries, we need clear regulations and that right. will speed up uh, what we as an industry uh, invent new products for this area. So that's also important uh, uh, thing. Important to go. message. Important speed. message, yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's, uh, yeah, I, oh. I agree, Sean. And uh, there is some, let's say, sometimes you have to wait because the regulation is not in place. And there are several also. Uh, let's say, projects ongoing with this, we are following closely to see what happens. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it can, can sometimes make it yeah. wait a bit, let's say. Uh, well, yeah. so.
1: wait a bit. We will be waiting a bit, but for sure yeah. in some in some couple of months, guys, let's let's discuss again yeah. So how the thing has been moving. And yeah, how are we really trying to, to make our industry to, to move forward? And thank you very much for joining us today. And uh, yeah, man. this pretty busy environment. Right? Yeah. And, uh, but thank yeah, you thank you sir. everyone that is um, watching us. We will keep these small videos, small like, nuggets of knowledge for anyone who wants to uh, uh, share. We are here. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Urbanista podcast, a production of Upano Infra, the leader in sustainable infrastructure solutions. If you found it interesting, Why don't you share it with your colleagues? We all together can move our industry forward.